everyone, and welcome back to She's All That Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1999 examination of beauty in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And it's minute 12, which begins with Dean's description of Taylor, uh-huh. in which he says, every girl wants to be her and every guy wants to nail her. Mm. Not inaccurate. Right. Also, not super, you know, flattering or progressive, but, you know, whatever. Um, And then it goes through Dean. This is a Dean-heavy week. Ugh. It goes through Dean saying, what do you say, Zach? Yeah. So So he's basically saying Taylor is not replaceable. She's... A legend. She's a, 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 as he said at the end of last minute, she is a staple. What did he call her? A institution. Institution. She's an institution. Y- yeah. Um, and then uh, he says that. And then uh, Preston, our buddy mm-hmm. Dulé Hill, weighs in and says, she's basically you with tits. Again, not inaccurate. Right. Uh, Still gross, though. Yeah. Here's something I'm gonna. I, I think I'm going to accept. Uh, start to accept about this movie. I think this is accurate high school boy conversation. Yes, yes, it is. I, I mean, not having had much high school boy conversation. Yeah, same. I can't say for sure, but I yeah. am led to believe that yes. The thing is, you and I did not hang out with boys who had conversations like this. Right. This movie makes me. A little sad. Well, I think this movie is intentionally makes is supposed to make you sad for Zach because he we realize doesn't really have a personality mm-hmm. that he shows to people, right? And that makes me sad. And I think that we were fortunate to be, I think, even like two or three years behind this, where it was like, dude, just whatever, have. Have your interests, have your personality, find people that are the same and don't worry about it. And I feel like everyone at all popularity levels in our high school, maybe I'm wrong, also had that thought. Yeah. Like, just like what you like and like what you like to whatever degree you want to. Yeah, I wonder how much of it is, like, are are there schools now or then or whenever, where there really were people who were such stereotypes. Yeah. As, like, the Zacks and the Deans. Like, I mean, if we had gone to, like, a rich kid California high school, yeah, would we have run into people like that more than we did in our, you know, small Virginia town? I mean, I think that, yeah, I mean, I'm going to say something wild here. Okay. That's basically what Karate Kid is about. Like, I know that there's oh, a lot about karate okay. and stuff, but it's a <laughs> lot about a kid from, from New Jersey moving to Reseda and okay. going to a rich kid high school where okay. he's not blonde or tall or he's he is white, but he's like olive skinned. Like he's not. So he's not white. He's it's a weird thing. He's tanner yeah. than most of the kids in in the California school, but right, like he's not rich. He has a crappy bike. All this stuff, 
And what's that right. like for him? And, it, and basically it sucks, but girls think he's different, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess there are perks. But he also gets his ass kicked handedly. Um, sure. But I also think, so, but like, so if we were transplanted from from our small Virginia town to rich kid high school, I think we'd find ourselves perhaps weirded out. Perhaps we just wouldn't even, know, we'd sort of roll our eyes and go find the, well, I worry about the drama department at a rich kid school, but maybe yeah. whatever. Um, but if we, I, I'm worried about like, not worried, worried's the wrong word. I also am considering what if, like, does, I, Zach doesn't know. Zach doesn't notice. Yeah. I feel like, and and the fact that Lainey is fine, and I mean that both in the 90s way and the normal way, mm-hmm. but she's just, uh, we're going to see it, but she's just aggravated because everyone is horrible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> just be cool. And I bet she's cool back after it's, I'm, I don't need to tell Zach how to do his, I'm going to call it a job. Um, but I don't think that he knows it. And so that makes me sad because that's the kind of thing where you then realize that you are your trip McNeely's like, right. You, oh crap. I peaked in high school and I didn't even peak as myself in high school. I peaked as the stereotype. Right. (sighs) Anyways. Yeah. So. Uh, then, uh, Dean says, if you strip away all that, oh, Zach says, what does Zach say? Zach says, if you strip away all that attitude and the makeup, basically what you have is a C minus GPA with a wonder bra, which makes me sit here like, why did you like, right. You're, you're like valedictorian student body president. Like if the, if all she has going for her is. She has a good push-up bra. Like, what are you doing, my dude? Why? I don't understand what someone who is doing as well as he is academically would see in someone with a C-minus GPA and no interest in anything but makeup. I have to imagine they've been together since middle school. Probably. So maybe she was fine and then fine and then not fine all of a sudden. Yeah. Um, You know middle school but they were dating and he was popular and so it's like what if mike dexter was the hero (laughs) it's interesting because zach really is a little bit of a preston meets mike dexter yeah like a combination of the two and he kind of he starts out more mike and by the end he's more preston right yeah but um i looked up the wonder bra Okay. With my 10-year-old daughter sitting next to me, and I was like, listen, it's research. I didn't say that because I didn't want to draw attention to it because I'm me. Right. But uh, sure. here's some stuff about the Wonder Bra. It is a type of push-up underwear, underwire brassiere that uh, gained worldwide prominence in the 90s, although it was first trademarked in 1955. Um, sure. It was uh, developed in Canada. Um Moses Moe Nadler, founder and majority owner of the Canadian Lady Corset Company, mm. <laughs> licensed That's the trademark. So, it's so it's so uh, polite. Mm-hmm. Um, licensed the trademark for the Canadian market in 1939. So he's like, in 16 years, I'm going to come up with a wonder bra. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then gonna... 40 years after that, it'll get real popular. Be- <laughs> Begin the 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 uh, Wonder Bra project, and he just like goes down into the bunker. Um, by the 1960s, the Canadian lady brand had become known in Canada as Wonder Bra, the company. I'm sure Mo Nadler loved that. He probably did. Um, in 1961, the company introduced the Model 1300 Plunge p- Push-Up Bra. This bra became one of the best-selling Canadian styles. <laughs> Canadian styles of bra is, is just a hilarious category for me. Yeah. Um, they're all Are they different cups. than... Yeah? <laughs> Are they different than... I can see if there's a difference between like a European-style bra right. and like an American-style bra, but I would have assumed that... Canada fell under the category of America in that right. case. Well, as says, in like European versus North America. Right. Well, it, it, we're gonna, and so it became oh. one of the best-selling Canadian styles and is virtually identical to today's Wonder Bra. It says in the late 50s, he started traveling to Europe to find new styles to bring to the Canadian market. Okay. In 1960, Wonder Bra introduced a lacy half push-up bra described Ooh. in Europe as a pigeonant, meaning pigeon-breasted in French. So... Ever wanted the your breasts to be like a birds, like a well? If you think bird. about it, I mean, birds like have kind of you know rounded, puffed out chests. Yeah. So if you want your boobs to be rounded and puffed out, I just I love to imagine someone sitting on a bench with the Eiffel Tower in view, as is true of any bench in France. Um, yes. And just looking at the pigeons and just being like, boobs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. Wish my wish my tits cl- looked as good as yours, pigeon. <laughs> classic men's stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, in 1961, Nadler directed Louise Poiret to develop a deeply plunged laced push-up design. She, I'm sure Louise loved that direction. Uh, mm-hmm. Numbered the 1300. Canadian lady licensed those models, among others, to Gossard in 1964. It was the Wonder Bra G- Dream Lift model 1300 design that became first a UK success in the early 1990s, a European sensation in 1993, and then the, quote, one and only Wonder Bra that was finally launched in the US in 1994. One and only Wonder Bra is such an American addition mm-hmm. to yep. something that has had so many iterations. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Agreed. Uh, and then, oh, uh, on January 3rd, 2007, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation broadcast the results of their internet poll in which Canadian respondents ranked the Wonder, Blah, the Wonder Bra, people that don't like it call it the Wonder Blah, <laughs> fifth out of the top 50 greatest Canadian inventions. Wow. Uh, do you want to know what the rest of the top five was? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know which order this is in, uh, but insulin, the <laughs> light bulb, the okay. telephone, but ahead of the pacemaker. So. Wait, if it was fifth. Well, it was in. Oh. You said it was ranked fifth, right? Yeah. Yep. So, so like insulin it, this... and the pacemaker were more important than the bra. Yeah. And the light but bulb like, and telephone. Ju- but like just barely. Yeah. Okay. You know, well, communication, light, life-saving boobs. Right. Canada. Well, hey, you know what? In America, it would have been boobs 
Com- boobs, phone, More light. boobs somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, uh, all, all of the top five would have been iterations of the one and only Wonder Bra. Right, exactly. Alexander Graham Bell was Canadian? Apparently. I'm just going to look that up just real quick because I thought we had the... The old telephone on the American checklist. Scottish born. Um. Uh. Oh, yep. He died in Nova Scotia, Canada. So. Oh. Well, there you go. Um. Yeah. So, anyways, that's the that's the Wonder Bra, ladies and gentlemen. Well, you know, people with uh, breasts that need brawing. Um. Hmm. And so then they then they start moving on from the Wonder Bra to uh, raiding women. Uh huh. In the cool, non-gross. Uh, oh, oh no! Sorry, my my notes got messed up here. Super gross. Yes, yeah, super, super gross. gross. As these women are walking <laughs> within earshot and blatantly like <laughs> being directed to pretend you don't hear them talking about you four inches from your face. It's the kind of shot. Where, like, if they were planning a heist mm-hmm. and planning it, and the key to the whole thing was this this girl who has a who has quote short decent rack kind of a Chelsea Clinton thing going on, dated then that would make ahoy? sense. Was that? I said dated reference ahoy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And there also, was a, a James oh. in the nineties where I was like Chelsea Clinton, fine by me. Yeah, by Chelsea Clinton vibe, they meant she had curly red hair. Curly, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, if she was the key to the heist, they would be talking about her that close to her because they wouldn't be there. They'd be planning. Right. This, they're just being male dominant. Yes. 90s high school. They're, yeah, they're talking about her as though they were like doing a flashback sequence like Taylor did where she's like yeah. standing right next to herself as she meets Brock. Right. But there's no flashback. They're no. just almost grabbing the girl and pulling her over to be like, okay, take this one. Look, she's right. she's short. She's got a decent rack. She's got the right. Chelsea Clinton hair, but we can work with that. Huh. All women are the same. I guess. That them. is a Is that what they're saying? They're not all the same, but I can, I am more powerful than any woman. What they're, uh, yeah, what they're saying is that the star power of Zack is enough to take even the most average of women and make her into a tailor or be viewed as a tailor. Right. Um, Then Preston weighs in better this time, better. Mm -hmm. Uh, he basically starts to put the brakes on this whole thing. Uh, he says, uh, you're taking advantage of a friend in a vulnerable situ- situation. And then I said, and toxic masculinity man, parentheses, Dean, says mm-hmm. that uh, he's that Zach is, or that Preston is like his mom in that, uh, what, a fifth of Shivas and a uterus and you'd be my mom. So that was cool. Can I tell you a little bit about Shivas before... Uh, Sure. I go barf into a trash can. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't. Do, Aaron, do you know what this what this uh, item is? Based on the line of fifth of, I'm going to assume it's alcohol. I'm going mm-hmm. 
to I've got a like I want to say gin. Okay. But it could also be vodka, which tends to be like the alcoholic's drink of choice. Mm. I've never heard of it. I am completely yeah. spitballing here. I thought it was shoes for some reason for a second, and I don't know why. So fit, a fifth of doesn't make sense. Yeah, like Tevas. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. what it is. It is a Scotch whiskey. Oh, okay. Chivas Regal, a blended Scotch whiskey produced by Chivas Brothers, which is part of Pernod Ricard. It was founded in 1786, with its home being in the Strathila Distillery in Keith Moray in Speyside, Scotland. It's okay. the oldest continuously operating Highland distillery. Okay. Um, it says Chivas Regal has been the market-leading Scotch whiskey aged 12 years and older in Europe and Asia-Pacific. And then it did well, and then it kind of started to do bad. Um, I, I sort of didn't really want to keep a bunch of notes post-1999, um, because like I wanted to know sort of what they would have sure. thought of whatever. Sure. I feel like this was a thing that you would be like, ah, yes, whiskey, um, in 1999. Okay. Um, but I have to admit that had I not had the captions on, I would have just let that just fly right by because yeah, what is that? <laughs> I've literally never paid any attention to that line. What is, what is the Nike of whiskeys? Like, I mean, that's... That's hard to you, say because there's so many different types of whiskeys. Like in this case, we're talking specifically scotch. Yeah. What's the Nike of scotch? What's the, I can, Macallan? I just have to say the brand. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say Macallan because okay. I, it, because it's one, I, I say that only because it's one that I know <laughs> and right. I know to be like expensive. Okay. Okay. Not necessarily, not that it, by saying that, I, I assume that by like the Nike of whis- of Scotch, just you mean like a well known and well regarded right. brand. Not not even well regarded, just sort of uh, referenceable. Yeah, Glen Glenfiddich. That now see that rings a bell for me, so that would probably be what I would what I would pick of the of the two so far. Yeah, but anyways, references are weird. Mm-hmm. Shiva's to another group of people would have been like, ah, oh, yes. That scotch. Got yeah. it. Yeah. But not to us. Not to but us. Until now. Until now. Right. And now forever we will. Yes. Now Probably I kind of want to go get some and see yeah. how it holds up to some of the other scotches I've tried. Now, I personally am not a huge fan of scotch. I prefer right. Irish whiskeys. Scotches right. are a little too peaty and smoky for me. Yeah. But yeah. I would still try it. Well, I think that that would be an interesting thing for you to do. Yes. So. If and when I remember to do that, I will report back. Perfect. All right. Well, I'm. that's all I have, I think. Yes, that is all I have. Social media? Yes. Okay. So we as a podcast are on Twitter at JE underscore Minute Movies. Individually, I can be found at Unabashedly Aaron. I can be found at Unabashed James. We are proud members of the Scavengers Network alongside a bunch of other great shows. And Absolutely. we will be back tomorrow mm-hmm. with another episode of this show the high school boys are gross minute uh-huh and uh <sighs> you know since you kind of screwed it up yesterday james i would like to <sighs> remind you please don't forget your paint stand overalls siri make a note
The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content. Hey, Eli, do you want to help me make an improvised fantasy adventure podcast? Hey, Ty, that sounds fun. Do we want to bring in all of our friends to play with us? Nope, just you. Okay, will I be on the whole time? Actually, no, you'll be on for three to six episodes, and then we'll bring on another guest. Okay, is one of us going to be the main character? Nope, you're all just going to be side characters in a larger story. Okay, but this podcast is going to be hard to find, right? Nope, just look up Side Character Quest on whatever podcast app you like, or just go to sidecharacterquest.com. Okay, but you promise not to kill my character, right? No promises. Uh, oh no. (laughs) 